Hi, welcome back to the I Am Certain That This Is A Podcast podcast. I am your host once again, Mark Paul Freeman, here with my wife, Anna. Hello. Producer, friend extraordinaire, Daniel. Hello. And special guest for tonight, today, Dan's wife. Oh. Meg. In yeah, Colgato. people have names that are both shortened and long. Meg. Shortened and long. Meg or Megan. Okay. Either is oh, great. And both of them say, just either one's fine. Yeah, you're Wouldn't right. you have a preference? We're very accommodating people. Oh, we are. You. We are. Well, I prefer Daniel, but just not Danny. Oh, we've, we've just learned. Just not Danny. Danny. <laughs> that, no Danny? Go. Yeah. Oh. We've never tried that, but you've opened the option now. I mean, only our French neighbor can call me Danny. Okay. So. And he does. What he about can and he noted? Will, and he does. <laughs> Not Danielle? Not I do get that a lot of coffee shops. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. Well, thank you Meg for coming tonight. Oh, it's this my will be pleasure. fun. Um we'll have we'll have her here for more episodes than just this one. But we're here to talk about Anna's next song on the album. This is track 7. 7. Thank you. Uh, this is called Nothing New, shortest song in the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do we even start with this one? It's a little different than some others. Mm-hmm. Um, take us through, Anna, maybe like, how did this even end up being a song? Like, where, you know, where did it come from? I mean, it's a, truly a magical story. By that, Let's I mean it. it's not, which is that it was not in the original lineup of songs. <laughs> we had another little song snippet that in initially I had want to put wanted to put on the album and we were recording I think all of the piano for this and I sat down starting to play this other song and both Dan and I agreed it like didn't fit anymore once we had been working on everything so it's kind of like what do we do do we just have nine tracks like and I was like well I've written a bunch of short things so what about this one and I just <laughs> played the little nothing new thing. And it was like, cool, let's do that. That's literally. Which I don't think we used the piano in the track. We did. Cause the vocals and the piano are, um, they're in the same, weren't they in the same take? We record them at the same time. No, we re-recorded the vocals. Oh. So I don't think the pianos, I think we re-recorded the vocals to the piano Okay. and then took out the piano. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That makes cool. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, this song was, initially a whole song there's verses to it but i never really liked the verses they didn't gasp I where know. did they go <laughs> well actually <laughs> we we used them for our kids ministry at church for a while <laughs> uh, where do we get that version <laughs> i i think it probably is somewhere um anyways but i always liked the melody and kind of the has like a dark to it this verse does to me and there's something that's always compelled me about it and so i liked the idea of putting it on the album yeah by verse you mean bible verse from the bible sorry ecclesiastes one so what what's compelling about it um i think for me i so what has been is what will be what's been done is what will be done there's nothing new under the sun I think I like, there's something oddly comforting to me about that verse. Um, 
that every generation thinks they're going to right the wrongs of the generation before them. And it's not that they can't, like we can definitely look at the people before us and, and fix things, but yet our generation is also going to make mistakes and harm the next generation. And they're going to come around and say, well, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it the new way. But then they're also going to make mistakes. And it's just this cycle that I think for me feels comforting because it reminds me of like, it's okay to just be regular and a human and a broken human. And it's going to be a mixture of good and bad and messiness and all of that together. And the cycle of God being outside of that, seeing humanity, um, and he still loves us. He's still in control while humans think, I don't know, we're going to, we're going to do it the best ever that's ever been done before but it just doesn't go that way. And I think it's comforting because it, to me, it takes the pressure off for me. So yeah, that's why I've always been drawn to it. And I just like Ecclesiastes in general. You use the word dark, like there's something dark about it. Can you say more about what feels dark about what you just explained? I mean, I think that the, there's nothing new under the sun feels dark. Um, I think that idea of like, just it can, when you hear that verse, it can feel very hopeless. Like everything is just perpetually done over and over. Like, where's the hope? Where's the change? Where's God? Like that was why I said the darkness. But I think that I like, I'm drawn towards things that talk about like the not just happy parts. And I think the Bible is very dark in a lot of ways that mm -hmm. I like. Whereas I think sometimes Christian culture steers away from the darkness. I like to talk about the truth of kind of the grittiness of life. Cause Ecclesiastes is a very sad book. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also a lot of hope to me in, in somebody who's lived their life and tried everything possible to find happiness and fulfillment. And they realize at the end that it brought nothing. Hmm. So there's something a little bit defeatist about it. I Would guess so, but I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's kind of a lot of ways to take it. Yeah. Of like, it can seem really depressing because you can't like make progress or like innovate on things or, I mean, there's like lots of different ways to take it, right? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned about um, more about the maybe character about that, about, you know, these people have acted or done certain things. We're going to, we're going to move away from that now and do something different. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's always like that piece about someone who has lived an entire life and is now kind of writing down, like summarizing all these things that they've learned and been come to the conclusion that, uh, there is a, a cycle and patterns that you see through life that reoccur. And this is kind of one of those is like, sure. Like you can do great things and then you'll do other things that are not and then you'll fail and you'll succeed and really like all of it kind of repeats itself when you really just zoom out and kind of summarize. Um, I think that's for me where it, there's some comfort to the maybe like, uh, yeah, the defeatism or like the kind of depression that that can sound like of like, well, why should we even try for anything then? Like if it's all nothing new, then what's the point? 
Well, it also um, goes against some of the fear mongering that I also think is really real, even if it's like end of the world stuff or like, oh, no, this political leader is going to ruin our country as mm-hmm. it is. And like, but to realize like leaders come and fall and people like things change. What's the other piece of Ecclesiastes says like um, the the streams. The and, yeah, yeah, the streams flow to the seas, but the seas aren't full. And, and yet again, the streams keep flowing to the sea. Like the rivers flow to the ocean, but the ocean never fills up. <laughs> it just keeps going. And that I think is a comfort to know that like, even though it can feel like everything's ending or everything's going to be terrible, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just gonna, it, it'll keep going and it'll go on beyond us and it went on before us. And so you can just be faithful with what you have in front of you instead of like, I don't know, the fear piece, Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's like looking at it from two different lenses, like from a macro level and a micro level. And I think what you're saying is more macro, mm-hmm. like you'll never stop being human with all the imperfections and the beauty and that kind of gets recycled. Like everyone has the human experience. Yeah. So in that sense, there's nothing new, but on a micro level, like personal, I think that's where it can feel a little defeatist and, until you get into the weeds of that a little bit more. Um, because like you were saying, the language you're using before sounded almost like generational patterns. Mm. Like those things can be broken. Like there can be new mm-hmm. ways. Um, and so, and on a more personal level, there can be new and like beauty where there was like curse or destruction and there can be healing. And so, yeah, I think just that micro and macro difference feels really important in this conversation. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely not. Well, and I don't even think it's poetry. Like, I just think it's a poem written by somebody. But I think that the point is, no, you can never, ever do anything better than the people in, like before you. Like, you were abused. Sorry, you're going to abuse. Like, I don't think that all is what that is about. Totally. Um, I Yeah, I see it much more like a way high level sort of like take on mm-hmm. humans and humanity, um, then can you actually make progress in your life? Yeah. If you can't, then. That's oh, truly depressing. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit more about like the, the process of this song? Cause it is a bit different from some of the others. And th- what you mentioned earlier was that it barely made it on. Like, so what was it like kind of like uh, in this whole thing about We're you? We're all looking at each other right now. <laughs> Why? It's just, no, it's just great. <laughs> I just love what's happening. Sorry. Oh, just, I mean, like, it's a, it's funny, like the process of music and people, uh, I just think it's so interesting to hear how creative work kind of like comes to be and ends up at the end state. Like this could have taken so many directions, right? And the whole album that we've that we've been discussing could have taken multiple directions and sounds. Um, and this song, in some ways, like stands out as unique amongst the others. And I think I remember you saying that this was like the very last one that got finished. So like, what was it that was kind of like that saved this and made it made the cut? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even the last one to get finished. It was the last one to get worked on at all. Everything was done. And this song hadn't even been touched all we had was like piano and vocals. Um, And I didn't like it because it wasn't, there was nothing like compelling about it, um, how we had it. 
And so I remember just that last day at your guys' house. And I'm pretty sure I just said like, can you just do something with this? I feel like that this was much more your musical style because yeah. I wanted it to get, I think the song, I didn't write the lyrics. So like the song can stand alone in a way that I think works well because otherwise the album can tend to have a very similar sound of a lot of the songs. And so I like the idea of making it more like digital for lack of a better term. I don't know. And the funny thing about this is I had recorded the piano and vocals just free form because it was like, oh, this will be looser sounding, um, which means I didn't do it to a click track, to a metronome or anything. And then after the fact, Dan had to try to do a drum beat to something that was completely not in time whatsoever. <laughs> and it was fabulous. Like it worked, you did it. But yeah, yeah. it took some finagling. I have no recollection of making that except for trying. I rem the one thing I do remember was trying to align one kick hit and I couldn't find <laughs> like, where's the I beat? couldn't find where to start it. And just, it was driving me mad. And we probably did that for an hour until it <laughs> felt right. But that's about all I remember from that. It's weird. Cause on, on that, I feel like I went into like an odd trance state. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if we were using headphones or something like that, but it didn't take very long to make it. I, I do remember that much. It was like maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. I think once we did the drums, the song made sense. Yeah. Once totally. we added that to it, it was like, okay, there's something interesting here. We can figure out how to finish this. The song is what, 53 seconds long. So it's not, it didn't take that long yeah. to work on. And a lot of that 53 seconds is just a really slow build. That's in the true. Beginning. The beginning. Uh -huh. There's uh -huh. only uh -huh. like two. So the song is like 35 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so I don't know. There's... There's whistling, I think, still in it. Rachel whistled. I whispered, which I still think is real creepy, but I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just has like a cool... I don't know what to liken it to, but... I, I like the sound. I like... It, it kind of like... pokes out from the rest of the songs a bit and then kind of brings you back into the next thing. Um so it's a cool like transition piece, I think. Yeah, without meaning to, I mean, it ended up working really well. The song Revival ended up being kind of like the center of the album and the song before it and the song after it are both short little songs. Um, and as like the album came together, it kind of felt like that was more of like the heartbeat of the album that song was. And so it was kind of cool to have something come out of it and then transition to like this the last little batch of songs. Just thinking before, like there's a haunting quality about mm -hmm. it, but at the yeah. same time, it also feels inspirational, mm -hmm. which is such an interesting combo, especially for being such a short song. Would you liken that to like my interpretation of the Ecclesiastes verse? Yes, I would. Yes. Yes. Haunting, <laughs> haunting, but inspirational. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see a pattern. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, is there anything else about this song that we're missing? I mean, I don't think so. It's a simple little snippet. Oh, I guess, well, I was gonna oh, say. But wait. <laughs> the whole concept more. of song snippets, I'm probably not done with. I love them. Oh, me too. I love tiny songs. Yeah, me and, too. And I mean, I probably got the idea from Sufjan because he does it on like every one of his albums where there's little transition songs throughout, especially because he has such long albums, it makes a lot of sense. But there's something cool to me when you listen to an album in its entirety and you just have these little 
transition things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you love so much about them? I think I like it because as an artist, there's so many times that you write an idea that's not a song. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that those can stand alone, that the fact that it didn't ever become a song maybe is because it wasn't supposed to be a song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mm-hmm. because it wasn't good enough or it wasn't well thought out or something like that, but sometimes just a verse in itself, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. And it can still have a nice little transition piece um, with an album. Now, now things are more about singles and stuff that's different. Yeah. But if you're listening to like a whole piece of work, I like that. Mm-hmm. There's something unique about something that's not a song, but it doesn't lessen its power or its impact. It is what it's supposed to be. It has its own purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. And that mix of it, it just, we were talking the other night about musical variety, like in sound on a, on the same album and not having to have everything sound like overly cohesive to where it's like too similar. Um, but in the same way, it's like length of song kind of does the same thing. Like, and, and it's just like books or writing or whatever, like having that differentiation allows you to be able to like read something better or understand something when it has difference and variance. If everything was like same length, same sound, it would just get tired, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a poem in the middle of a novel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we can call it for this one. Here is the song Nothing New in its entirety. What has been is what will be. What's been done is what will be done. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. Nothing new under the sun